we made it to the credits of Birdie, and you have made it here to episode number three of our trip down the rabbit hole of Nick Cage's filmography. I'm Brian. I'm Seth. <laughs> That's... Happy, happy you're with us. Uh, yeah, you may be less happy, <laughs> but that's fine. You're trapped here just like us. <laughs> You're not trapped here with us. We're trapped here with you. Wait, no. Is that how that goes? Yep, totally. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we just finished Birdie, and it was a weird movie. It was, it was, it was strange. I mean, like, it was well made, but it was... Yeah. It... It had that weird thing again where I it, at, at least not till the very end, it seemed like it didn't really know what it wanted to be. Yeah, it did feel really all. It felt kind of like an an art house film, but like tamed back a couple of notches to be more mm-hmm. Hollywood. Like it, it felt really disjointed and kind of. Oh, uh, by the way, if ever you get a wild hair and want to watch the movie birdie starring nick cage uh stop listening in a little bit we'll let you know when but this is a spoiler town spoiler yep. territory this is definitely going to be spoilers like always um but a quick spoiler free recap it was filmed in 1984 stars nick cage uh and a few birds and that's all you need to know cool spoilers ahead <laughs> <laughs> uh, it stars nick cage and birdie <laughs> surprise <laughs> twist birdie is a person <laughs> and do we ever learn we don't ever learn his real name do we i think they mention it right in the beginning but no not really actually no i don't think we do ever learn his real name i think my head canon is gonna be his name is like bert like Bert bertrand or like uh uh carl bert I can get behind Carl Burt. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but, no, but no, something with Burt in it, so Birdie makes sense. Yeah. Anyways, Birdie um, is, I think, the main character. I Well, it's kind of hard to say. The story, the story centers around Birdie, but yeah. it, the plot is more about Nick Cage's Al his interaction with birdie and like friendship with birdie so i like it's kind of like a dual main character yeah they're i'd say they're like the driving character yeah but like the driving plot point is is birdie's like insanity and al's kind of struggle with that and 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 kind of fight to pull him out of it yeah so the the movie kind of flashes back and forth between a present day and a, I would say, f- like, handful of years ago day. It it's not ever really said, um, but no, it, it's got to be like a pretty good chunk of time because it takes place sometime in the like late fifties. Um, well, yeah, that because the the whole the war that fucked them both up is Vietnam. Yeah, so and. And that's still and ongoing the, in, the, in right. the present day. Right. So, like, it flashes back and forth between, like, their high school days and and now, which I don't think is honestly very far apart. Because yeah, I don't think so either. It seemed like it seemed like Al enlisted when he was, like, 18, 19. So. Yeah. A few years tops. Um, yeah. in, in any case, 
Both of these people are just fuckered. <laughs> Complete fucking as, buck wild crazy. Um, yeah, as 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 war usually does, Vietnam in particular, Jesus Christ. Yeah, rough. <laughs> but uh, now that we've left you with that taste in your mouth, uh, it, I don't know, I, I liked kind of how it switched back and forth. It kept it interesting because it was one of those things where the main plot is driven forward a little bit and then they kind of allude to something that happened in the past and then they'll go through that flashback to go yeah. oh this is why they're worried about that in present time now and i i don't know i kind of like that that method of of revelation yeah i i normally like that too this one felt really ham-fisted though like it, it felt like it was one of those like like high school play kind of things where it was like oh man if only we had this thing Remember that? And it would like flash back to like that scene. It felt really like, <laughs> like, yeah, okay, I get it, like, <laughs> you know? Like the fr- and it was, it was kind of strange in a way else. Like the first scene, like we see Al uh, at the doctor and he gets patched up. He has bandages on oh his my face gosh. the entire time. That opening scene, I was like, what did they do to my boy? It's just Nick Cage's <laughs> face covered in bandages. I was like, no! It's half bandaged up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my boy! Look what they've done to my boy! <laughs> That's my first <laughs> thought of this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but, it, and, and like, you never see what's underneath it either. Like, come on. If you're going to tease us, at least tickle us a little bit. Yeah, that. I mean, they kind of, they show the poster for Mandy, one of Nick Cage's first, or later, more recent films. Uh, Do they? Yeah, I, well, basically. Uh, during later in the movie, they have a, a flashback, um, and he's it shows like where Nick Cage got actually injured, in like that that scene in Vietnam where he got his face all fucked up, and he like a bomb explodes, yeah, he... and then he comes up like faces the camera with his hands in front of his face, kind of, and his face and hands are just covered in just sheets of red blood like paint yeah, his whole he, like, face and he's screaming and stuff the face, yeah. and it looks exactly like the poster to Mandy <laughs> but Mandy took place <laughs> Mandy was filmed fucking 30 years later <laughs> I was like oh Jesus man Christ. so that's how they got that poster I, I didn't even connect those dots <laughs> yeah you it, I, I, you have this thought we're like wow did Nick Cage have this like I want to be screaming covered in blood like his whole career or what <laughs> <laughs> hey, this scene in in this movie was what is the name of this movie? My brain just farted real hard. <laughs> it's Birdie. <laughs> Birdie. It's like, hey, this scene in Birdie was real cool. I really enjoyed screaming with my face and hands covered in blood. I should do this more often. Yeah. And then pretty much every other movie he was in, he like suggested that. I'm I, I think I'm, sure. I'm going to believe that that's the truth. And then the producers were just like Dude, this is raising Arizona. No, and, <laughs> and finally he found a movie where he could, and he's like, right. "Yes!" It's like Nick, this is the documentary, a biopic about a rower in Canada. There's no blood here. Stop <laughs> suggesting it. Says you. There could be if there could be if we really wanted it. <laughs> you just gotta believe. Brian's like, but, I know. I've never. This is about my life. I've never bled like that. <laughs> you could if you wanted to baby girl he like takes out a knife <laughs> uh. don't jump me but like so that got off on a weird tangent the first yeah. scene speaking of like how ham-fisted and weird the delivery is was 
so he gets to we see him at the doctor get all bandaged up and then he gets sent on a train to the like mental hospital where birdie is being held because at this point birdie is basically unresponsive yes effectively catatonic yeah totally like completely unresponsive yeah so um the whole thing is he's being sent to that mental hospital because he was birdie's basically closest friend and they want to see if they can bring birdie back out of his catatonic state yeah but on the train he there's like a little bit of narration like before a flashback and he goes damn birdie the shit we've been through like remember that time with the knife and then it immediately cuts to it immediately cuts to them playing baseball it, it's like oh this is the sandlot and, actually uh do, you, do i have the right movie yeah like to the point where they hit a ball into another person's yard and they're like oh man we're never gonna get it back i was half expecting one kid to just like pull out this erector set robotic arm that he made and, like lever the ball back it looked just like that <laughs> they were even playing on like a a back park sandlot baseball diamond thing it was exactly the same <laughs> oh man but then it goes into how al and birdie first met and the whole thing was uh al's little brother wanted his baseball back so he wanted al to talk to birdie because it was birdie's uh mom who who took the baseball and wouldn't give it back to them and um or no yeah it was even completely unrelated to that. See, I'm getting no, yeah, confused so, by how this is delivered. So like, that, that's exactly brother, how it was, though. But yeah. the 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 catalyst for how he like or why he started to talk to him was a little different. Yeah, because Al's little brother wanted his his pocket knife back. Yeah, because he said he that Bernie stole them, stole it. Exactly. So it it went through this whole thing. Like that was why he said, "Like man, remember that time with the knife." And not like, hey, remember that time that we first met and then you made me a pigeon suit and then we went to this like gas tanker and you jumped off the building because you thought you could fly and then you yeah. broke your leg? Okay. No, this, it was like, remember that time with the knife? This fucking like 10 minute sequence was so <laughs> many roller coaster rides. It went from being like, okay, Nick Cage's character is like, making out or getting to second base with a girl under the bleachers at the, <laughs> at high school right oh my god and I forgot about his that, little yeah. brother comes and fucking like drops in on them and they just Sticks they don't his stop head through the bleachers and yeah. he's like hey yeah he's like yeah go away and he's like no they don't stop it's fine and he's like the weird kids at the end like you said you'd do the thing so he's like fuck and he leaves this chick under the bleachers and they all go <laughs> to to the weird kid's house to talk to him and nick cage goes up on the fence and he goes hey and then it it cuts to Birdie, and he just full on ignores him. He's like doing a, a his own shit on the porch, and Nick Kid goes, "Hey, Bird Kid!" And he kind of looks and he's like, "Oh my god, come on, come Bird on!" Bird Kid won't leave his stoop. <laughs> no. like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Bird Kid never leaves his t- birds. <sighs> Yeah, so we have not heard Birdie say a single word at this point. Doesn't respond to Nick Cage. Nick gets close. He gets up all on the porch. He's like, hey, I got a splinter. Do you have a knife? And Birdie kind of looks at him and is like, yeah, I guess, and pulls out like his pocket knife and hands it to him. And Nick Cage gets it. He's like, is this your knife, man? 
He's like, yeah, that's it. And he's like, yeah, you fucking so. And he just starts kind of going off on Birdie. <laughs> so it's fucking fighting him. I and know. Like chasing him around the porch. Birdie, like, <laughs> snatches his knife back and grabs his cage full of pigeons that's chilling <laughs> on the porch and starts jumping over the railing and back and forth and pushing Owl around. And, like, there's this, like, mini wrestler narration thing going on where uh, Al's character is narrating about how he's like a big badass wrestler and stuff. It's super weird. And then uh, right as this kind of climaxes a little bit and Al is about to like literally punch out Birdie, um, he says like, oh, why did you steal this knife? And he's like, I didn't steal this knife. I bought it from the guy. Uh, and he like looks to his little brother and he's like, I thought you said he fucking stole it. And he's like, no, I said he had it. And he's like, Jesus Christ, man, you can't just say that they have a fucking knife. And he's like, oh yeah, I bought it from what's his face. If it's yours, you can have it back. And, and Nick Cage's character's like, no, yeah, you can't no. just fucking do that. No, it's yours. And uh, honestly though, I call me a big old fucking sap, but I, I like this like origin story of how they met. It's just like, why the fuck did you steal my little brother's shit? And his little brother's like, nah, he didn't steal it. Someone else did. He's like, yeah, I bought it from the guy who apparently stole it from your brother. Your brother can have it back, though. Here it is. And then Nick's like, no, fuck, I'll buy my brother a new one. You can have this yeah, back. Yeah, like, you fucking so paid for it. So what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was a good, it was a good little origin story. And then cut to an indeterminate amount of time later, presumably literal minutes. They're best friends now. <clears throat> yeah, no, yeah. He's, because the whole thing was like, hey – why the fuck do you have birds in a cage? And he's like, I'm training them to be carrier pigeons. And apparently this interests Al enough to be like, oh no, it was his little brother. He's like, hey, like, yeah, I, I want one, of course. Why wouldn't a kid want a carrier pigeon? Which was weird I in the first guess. place. But he's like, yeah, if he trains them like that, I'll buy one. So like this incites Al to like help Birdie catch yeah. his pigeons and train him and stuff. And like that, that basically is the inciting event of yeah. their friendship but ugh, it gets it was so weird wild. and we're still in the first flashback it's it's one of these things where like they build this whole aviary in in uh, uh birdie's backyard and there's one scene where al walks into the aviary and he's like putting pigeons into the cage thing and he's like birdie i know you're in there come on fuck off man i know you're in there and he's like come on out and then Birdie comes out in half of this, like, suit made of pigeon feathers. <laughs> and understandably, Al backs off. He's like, uh, uh, hold on, what? Yeah, he's like, wait and, a minute. <laughs> and Birdie, he's like, why are you dressed like that, man? And Birdie's like, and this was so weird, like, stalker, serial killer strange. He's like, it's a pigeon suit that I'm making for you. And, like... Oh my god, is this where we find out when Birdie went crazy? Little did I know, no, it is not where we found out where he went actually crazy. But he's like, it's a pigeon suit. I made for you. <laughs> so the birds will think you're one of them. Yeah. I was like, no fucking way am I wearing that. I wouldn't be caught dead in that. Smash cut to them both running across the street <laughs> in both of these suits. <laughs> wearing pigeon feather suits. In like... like it, it, the explanation is like so the birds won't get spooked by you and we can catch them more easily. But like they were doing fine. They had yeah. dozens of pigeons. That's not. It's like that's no. Not how this this works. needs to be easier. That's not how any of this works. 
They smash cut to him both in these bird suits, and I like a cop car goes by, and they're like hiding behind a truck, and then they cross the street like they're in some fucking burglary now. They're pigeon burglars. <laughs> and they fucking they hop the fence and go it's into this like grain silo. They, <laughs> dude, that's what that was. I have that written down in my notes. They fucking. I know you do. They go into the grain silo in their pigeon costumes, get up on the roof, and Al is like, "Whoa, this roof is really tall. It's fucking cool. Look at the stars." And Birdie's like, "Yeah, the stars are cool." And fucking slides to the edge of the roof and sees pigeons <laughs> like ten feet down on an awning, like halfway down the fucking building almost and he's like hold my legs man i'm gonna reach for these birds and al's character looks at him with this like my beer man you see him he's like looking at the stars and then he's hold my legs and al's nick cage to his credit gives the best like what fucking did you just ask me to do look on his face it was the best fucking thing ever so he sits on the guy's fucking ankles to i guess anchor him to the roof somehow and Birdie reaches down for pigeons for some fucking reason in the middle of the night. It was the most buckwild thing I've ever seen. Yeah, like, why do you have to go to this place to get birds? Why do you have to go to this place now? Like, why are they there at all? <laughs> I, the whole idea was I do not buckwild. understand. There are so many but, opportunities that Al should have been like, actually, no, let's go tomorrow. <laughs> hey, I have a great idea actually fuck this but like (laughs) but so he's sitting there with like holding birdie's legs so he doesn't fall off this like three-story high building and so birdie is like handing him pigeons to put in this sack (laughs) this sack of pigeons i just realized how funny that was as those words came out of my human mouth but i (laughs) So, like, one of them gets away from him, and, and Nick Cage's character, and Al, goes to, like, reach for it and accidentally lets go of Birdie's legs. And he's, like, hanging on to this gutter with um, Al holding his one other, or holding his hand so he doesn't fall the rest of the way. And he's, like, and Birdie is just hanging off this awning, like, <laughs> isn't this funny? Yeah, that, he's like, wow, it's really, uh, it's nice out. No, like, he, he was laughing about it. Uh, to the point where Al's like, what the fuck is so funny? But like, and he's like, Birdie's like, this isn't going to work, man. And Al's like, excuse me, motherfucker. <laughs> and so he goes, I'm going to try to hit that sand pile because there's there's just these piles of dirt below them. And he's like, no, what the, you're crazy. Do not let go, you ass. And so Birdie's like, I'm not going to fall. I'm going to fly. And... Yep. So he lets go. He fucking and but not only that pushes no, no. off the building with his legs, and he, does a flip. Yeah, he doesn't even fucking does a fucking flip. drop. He's fucking swan dives off of this, this building. This was Futurama. Do a flip. <laughs> like he but he straight so, up tries to kill himself uh, and lands on his goddamn head on this pile of sand. <laughs> yeah, this pile of quote-unquote sand, which is actually packed dirt that seems like it's been there for a while. And you see that as he falls and as it <laughs> switches back and forth from Nick Cage running down the stairs to him falling to him hitting this packed dirt that he thought was going to be soft. Yeah, I don't know. And the weird thing was, like, that scene was shot really funky, too, because, like, he hit the dirt and then it kept flashing back to clips of him jumping and falling yeah it showed him it showed him jumping and falling like seven times yeah (laughs) i 
mean, it was supposed to be this like really emotional scene, but it, it left me just kind of going, I'm sorry. Yeah. I think if it had <laughs> like, taken that's... place half an hour later in the movie, maybe, but it was like scene number two. <laughs> We are still in the first yeah. flashback. We're like, in the introduction to this. Nick Cage is this... on the train on the way to the hospital, and this is the first flashback. Yeah. We're, we're, like, we're yeah, still getting down introduced there. to these crazy motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> but like Al gets down there, and he's like, don't you ever do anything like that again, you fucking crazy person. And like he's bleeding from his nose and shit. And like, he's in a bad way. Yeah. He did not think, like he thought he could fly. Yeah. And what's baffling to me is... Why did Nick Cage at that point not say, hey, buddy, you need to work this out? Yeah, we should go see <laughs> it was years late. Yeah, it was years later when he finally went, I'm sick of this bird shit, get over it. Literally. And we'll get to that years scene later. because that was wild. Uh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so that's how we get introduced to these characters is Birdie as a – as a theme throughout the movie, thinks that he can fly, and he he says over narration and several tries times, many times, yes, yeah, throughout the whole film, um, he says via narration like three or four times that it's not about the wings or the feathers or whatever he's talking about at the time. It's got to be the confidence, the will to fly is the key to birds flying. And oh yeah. yeah, there was that whole scene where they were like they were just working out in in his backyard. Like Nick was lifting weights, and and Birdie was like Flying. this was farther along, so he was like on a weight bench, flapping his fucking arms with weights in them. He's like, I'm up to ten pounds, but like it, he says, uh, Al says to Birdie, you know you're never gonna fly, right, bud? You know that's not a thing that humans can do. And Birdie's like, Nah, it's the it, or no, he says, "I or you're not going to be able to fly any more than I can." And then Birdie's like, "Well, that's because you don't believe you can fly." I'm like, "Like, hey, oh Al, no, <laughs> you need to take this man by the hand, and please, please lead him to a mental health professional." Yeah, please. Now here's the thing: is this takes place in the late '50s, and and mental health was not a not thing. a thing. Uh, yeah, hmm. poor. Hell, it's only just starting to be now. So shit. (laughs) But like, yeah the the whole the whole like driving thing with Birdie is that he he wishes he was a bird. Yeah. And that that makes it even more baffling when like the first time Al gets to this mental hospital and the uh, the major there the doctor, uh, so Birdie's doctor is talking to Al and he's like. Was there any uh, was there any sign of like mental trouble or psychosis or anything before the war? And I was just like, no. Nah. I'm like, yeah. which I think was there to hmm. to like really set in that like mental health was not a thing that you talked about at the time. Like it was. Or looking back on it, maybe it was him just trying to protect his friend. Yeah. Maybe like think like make make this doctor think that it was the war that fucked him up not that he was crazy before that yeah. and like okay yeah i think yeah and that the war just made him catatonic yep and they they definitely mention that cuz like later <clears throat> on he's talking to birdie in in the cell trying to get him you know to respond and he says like uh i almost had to tell him about uh whatever the flying yeah um so like he knows that this is definitely not a thing that he wants to tell the doctor because 
it's a you know right right he's right. been crazy the whole time kind of thing i do remember that now yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's fucking wild can we talk about the next scene uh has an entire like one of my favorite things that we've seen any nick cage movie so far and that is mm-hmm. they're at the beach they f- they uh <laughs> so after I think I know what you're going into after birdie tries to kill himself <laughs> the first time yeah, by jumping off yeah. of the building uh, in the pigeon suit his parents are like fuck that and destroy the aviary in the backyard uh mm-hmm. and al and birdie decide to buy an old chevy and work on the car instead to like it was a ford you casual was it you I peasant thought it was a you no it was <laughs> i i specifically remember because he's like hey i know another thing we can go halfsies on after that whole thing was destroyed and he said, "Remember that old Ford down at the uh, yep, junkyard?" Yep. Nope, you're right. And I thought, and I thought he said Fort, like <laughs> with, like another another building that we can use as an aviary. That would have been fun. Then, then I saw the car being lowered on the crane. I'm like, "Oh, Ford." Yeah, <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> so they get a car. They fix it up for a while through a montage, which is like fun, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they go to the beach to presumably pick up <clears> girls. <throat> they don't mention it yet, but. Birdie, Birdie mentions he's never been to the ocean, and they're like, "Fuck yeah, we're going!" So they go to the ocean, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Underwater, whatever." Birdie comes up from waist deep water, whatever, and he says, "Oh my god, it's like flying through really thick air." And Al's <laughs> Al's character fucking face palms mentally. You can see that like, oh, <laughs> look on his face. <laughs> I mean, he is there for one thing. He is there to chew bubblegum and fuck ladies, and he is all out of bubblegum. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, Al wants to fuck. That's the only reason. In fact, I think he says explicitly, get out of the water, we're at the pier, let's pick up some chicks. <laughs> he does. Like, he's, he's, like, Birdie goes back on the water, he's like, come on, man, let's go to the pier, pick up chicks. Like, that is specifically what is on Al's yes. mind, and specifically what has been on his mind throughout all of the movies the that we've time. seen so far. I mean, he's a teenager. What are you going to do? But my favorite yeah. thing that I've seen so far is um, he goes – Birdie goes underneath and Al starts counting to, like, time how long he can hold his breath, I guess. And at, like, 15, <laughs> Al's like, it's been 15 seconds, Birdie. Come on. He's like, ah. And th- it's, like, a long take on Al – like, Nick Cage's face. And he's, like, looking concerned. And he just goes, ah. Ah, I don't even know how to swim. Like screams it at the ocean and it cuts back and it just shows waves. And it's like, fuck man, screaming I don't know how to swim at the ocean is literally a mood for 2020 and I'm into it. (laughs) It's like, yes, I fully, fully identify with this right now. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Jesus, man. I, I, my mind did not go there, and I'm so glad that yours did. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I identified with a Nick Cage movie for you, finally. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm still looking forward to Gone in 60 Seconds. I identified with Nick Cage yeah. all up in Eleanor's booty. But, That's true. You know, we're, true. We're, we'll get there. We'll get there. Soon. Trademark. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, so cut but from yeah, there that... to the weirdest sex scene I've seen yet in a movie. And I've like, yeah. I've seen a lot of movies, <laughs> <laughs> and we've seen two Nick Cage movies with sex scenes in them that were also weird. But this one is, this one is the top so far. Yeah. So Nick, or Al and Birdie, somehow managed to pick up two chicks, like friends. No, 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 no. 
Al manages to pick up two that's chicks. Fair. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> it, was, it was probably one of those situations where, like, have you met Birdie? Because, like, <laughs> the, the, the girl that he picked up on had a friend, and she's like, I'm not leaving without my friend. Yeah, it was, it was very much that. So they, you know, there's a, a quick couple montage moments of them on the pier, you know, getting candy or whatever the fuck. And then cuts to them <laughs> on the beach underneath the pier. And in a 10-foot span. You mean span, under the boardwalk. They'll be making love. Under the boardwalk. <laughs> yes, I do mean exactly that. Uh, because in a 10-foot span, you have Birdie. I, I apologize profusely to all of our listeners. Zero percent. Whose ears I just assaulted. I do not apologize whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> Birdie and his quote-unquote date are obviously not hitting it off because Birdie, I think, is potentially not just like, uh, you know, thinks he's a bird, but he's definitely like a an asexual or or something on that spectrum because he well, is yeah, it's, not interested is, in uh, it at all. Right. The whole movie is about Birdie's like delve into psychosis. Like he is he does have something very wrong with his brain. Yeah. And like he goes psychotic. So, like, it, it it was probably that, like, he was focused so solely on this thing of becoming mm-hmm. a bird that quite literally nothing else yeah. even mattered. I do want to point out real fast, you're not saying that asexuality is a psychosis thing. You're saying that the psychosis... No, absolutely yeah, yeah. not. The I'm psychosis he's probably is, not. is the whole thing. It's not... It has nothing to do... Yeah. So... Exactly. I'm just saying that he's probably not... Like, asexuality was not the reason he was right. not interested. Exactly. So, they're yeah. like not hitting it off sitting underneath the pier and like um i would say generously an arm length away (laughs) al and his date are fucking (laughs) on the sand no blanket they're just quite literally just fucking (laughs) just fucking and it shows a couple of like wide shots of like the whole scene and it is weird (laughs) like i felt i felt that like awkwardness pain yeah, like in my body, in my bones. <laughs> because yeah. that wide shot of Birdie, like sitting like like this, just like all hands in his knees, just like hands hmm. in his knees, just to himself because like he is just not interested. Yeah, and this girl trying to get him interested. She's like, "So, y- you play sports?" And he's just like, "Nah," but <laughs> yeah. that is happening quite literally about five feet away from Al and this other girl just pounding away in the sand just underneath the board going block, at which it. again does not seem like a great idea no like I mean <laughs> you at least want to have like a blanket or put a jacket down or something like but come on anything really this is this is the age where men put their jackets down in puddles I know. You can't put one down in the sand <laughs> <laughs> so after like a f- I would say maybe a minute of like weird back and forth between close-ups on Birdie and his date and Pound Town wide shots his date goes you know what actually fuck this and gets up and like goes over <laughs> like she to didn't them actually say that but she might as well have. yeah she definitely mentally said it goes over mm-hmm. to them having sex and is like Becky get the fuck up we're going <laughs> and and nick fucking side eye just super mad dog looks at birdie is like just burns a hole through birdie's face with that look oh my god and birdie's still birdie's still just like what yeah he's like yeah uh uh-huh are you ready to go cool (laughs) 
But this led to my favorite conversation probably in the movie, where they are walking down the beach and Al is talking to Bertie about, dude, you need to be more sociable. And they end up going like, it's, it's just like a bunch of what is now considered misogynistic because it was the 50s or whatever. But like, then it was like, we're talking about tits, man. He's like, Bertie's like, I don't get what the point is. They're just enlarged mammary glands. I mean, cows have the same thing. And he's like, no, this is very different. I am telling you, you are missing out. He's like, big tits, round tits, fleshy tits. And all I could think of was big bags of sand. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Uh, yeah, that was fucking good. <laughs> what a weird scene. And that's that's connected with later in the movie where it basically was that like whole 40-year-old virgin does not know what he's doing because like props to his prom date for sticking around to try to make it work, but like in the car she's like, "Well, you seem nice and like I really want this to work." So like here and she just takes off her top. She's like, you can have what you want now, was her line. And I'm like, oh. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, hmm. no, 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 no. How, no. how did you even get that impression? Right? <laughs> but, like, Bertie just kind of, like, lifts each one up a little bit with his hands. He's just like, cool. Yeah, as if he's like, <laughs> he. Yeah, if, you, if you know the scene in Temple, or Raiders of the Lost Ark, where Indy is. In Temple? Yeah, whatever. In the <laughs> Temple of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Where Indy's weighing the sandbag before he tosses it and steals the idol. He did one of those where he's just like, yeah, I mean, it weighs about, what, two pounds? Cool. <laughs> this, weighs, this weighs about as much as an African swallow. <laughs> and she she obviously is like, he does that to both of her boobs, like one at a time. And she goes, you can see on her face, she's like, oh, no, I've misjudged this entire situation. <laughs> <laughs> I've made a massive made miscalculation. A <laughs> she puts her bra back on and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> well, they both leave. She's driving. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, oh, man. Oh, my God. In any case, so basically, Al gets to the mental hospital where Birdie is being held in his non-responsive state. And uh, let's see, the last flashback they had was that whole thing where they buy the car and go to the beach mm -hmm. and yeah. Yeah. And then, so there's a, uh, I would say the whole middle of the movie is back and forth of, uh, Al trying to rouse birdie from his catatonia via telling stories of their childhood or whatever, the shit that they got up to. And then flashing back. Catatonia to is the name of my punk band's next single. Uh, yeah, I'd buy that album. I actually I feel like that's probably a tool album at this point already. <laughs> uh, you're, you're probably not. Or, or maybe a nine inch nails. I don't know. <laughs> so the bulk of, of the middle of the movie is telling stories and then flashing back to show those stories. Uh, most of them mm -hmm. are kind of whatever. Um you get to see a lot of Birdie sliding more and more into his um dissociative I'm a bird mental state. Um, yeah, in the past, yes. like through these flashbacks, yeah. you see his decline. Yep, uh, very much like and, I want to be a bird. Yeah. Being a human fucking sucks. Um, yeah, and 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 before we get to the uh, probably more disturbing one, <laughs> oh, 
I, I do want to mention that we did get a taste of crazy Nick Cage in this movie as well, where he's he's like, hey, remember the, the dog catchers? And it goes into this whole scene where they apparently take a job from this guy who's catching dogs, just stray dogs in the neighborhood, and is like earning a dollar a dog. So like they're trying to make some money. And they go along with this dog catcher, and it's it goes into this montage of them trying to catch these like six or seven dogs um because it's like you know a dog gang yeah a dog <laughs> and, gang exactly <laughs> it's like a doberman and a german shepherd and a yorkie and a it's just like yeah it's all a, these it's homeward bound and basically <laughs> and they're beautiful dogs too these do not look like strays they're they were just strays. like other people's dogs they're like hey um we need an animal for this movie. Does yours want to be famous? Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, Jerry, anyway. your dog can sit, right? Bring him over here. <laughs> but it, it, there was a part of this montage where Nick Cage is hanging off of the side of this dog catcher's truck with the net in his hand. And he goes, little doggies. <laughs> and he's that, that, I, I think just more and more from day one this has been who he is this isn't like a thing that he developed through his movie characters he is just kind of crazy and i like it a lot the real nick cage shines through every once in a while (laughs) (laughs) it's wonderful and it's what's crazy is it it's it's always perfectly obvious where you're just like oh i saw it right there (laughs) (laughs) he's enjoying himself now (laughs) like that that was the nick cage that did uh everything that i know nick cage from (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but no i i also love when that comes out of him because you get the specific sense that like oh he's having fun with this right now yeah. <laughs> like, it's so great uh 20 year old nick cage was having a fucking blast man which by <laughs> the way yes he was only 20 in this movie he he looked probably like 30 or 40 yeah which is wild <laughs> especially in his like post-vietnam persona Oh yeah, but hospital? I mean, like they 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 did work to make him look older. Totally, like, that's that's what war does to you. And it, they so, killed like, it. So, oh yeah, in one of these flashbacks, they um, invent Flugtog. Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> this was before so, Red Bull, motherfucker. They're at a junkyard, and Birdie has constructed these wings somehow out of fucking also, wooden paper mache. Can I? Like this, this seemed like a trash island. It didn't seem like a junkyard. You're right. It seemed like just a like a like a mass of trash it in was the water. Absolutely, <laughs> that a trash was island. all you could see was junk. It it like no fences, no like stacks of smoke from the machinery, yeah. no buildings around. It was just this like it was, landscape it was a mound. of trash. It wasn't even very big either. So it wasn't like this sprawling landfill. It was like a, to a the semi-large point, mound that they were on made of trash. <laughs> to the point, and we will get to this, that there is a body of water in the trash island. Yeah. So Where did they film this? No idea. <laughs> I don't even know how someone could come up with this set deck if they wanted to. Um, so... Birdie has apparently constructed wings, and he's, like, convinced... No, yeah, you see that in a couple other scenes yeah. where he, like, he's, he's sewing them together and all that Um, And he's made, like, some paper, or model airplanes that kind of emulate the his wing structure and stuff, blah, blah, blah. So he's made wings. Yeah, but the wings he builds are very, like, Wright Brothers-esque. Extremely. They're, they're very Da Vinci. Um, yeah, there you go. 
and somehow convinced Al to go out to this trash island with him. And he goes over to the edge and is like, yeah, it's like a 40-foot drop. Talks about how if he hits the ground, um, you know, it'll probably hurt, but it'll probably be fine. But that's not going to happen. Because, and let me highlight this, Birdie has been training for this by jumping off of his roof. Yep. He's like, I can fall 20 feet now without hurting myself. I'm like, that's great, my dude. You're still trying to fly. Okay. I don't know if training is the right thing to do here, Birdie. Um, <laughs> so he gets on yeah, his... No, that would have been the point where I, as a person, would have been like, you've been what? Did... No, we're leaving <laughs> Did now. you say training? <laughs> uh, yeah. So Birdie kind of puts his wings on and crouches on Al's bicycle and Al yeah, just like the handlebars yep. of his bike. And I was like, all right, we're fucking going. It starts pedaling. And you can see <laughs> that I thought this was funny. Like kind of pull back from the filmmaking where like about halfway through his like bicycle run up, um, they kind of speed up the actual playback of the footage yes. to make it look like he's going much faster. <laughs> And it's so because obvious. Because Birdie yells out, he's like, yes, faster, faster, we need to be going faster. And, it just, and they beep, speed just it up by it. like 1.5 times. <laughs> and then they, so Birdie launches, and obviously he's hanging from a wire, and he just fucking glides. Like, no, they didn't even try to hide that he was clearly on a wire here. <laughs> well, it's the 80s. You got, I mean, give him. <laughs> no, it's a low budget film. That was the thing. <laughs> Um, uh, so he glides. I haven't really watched much from the 80s, so I guess I don't have a huge frame of reference. <laughs> he straight up glides like Flugtog, like launches off the edge of this trash island, flies uh, for a while, and lands in this Over big, a trash cliff. This giant puddle at the bottom of the trash cliff. It is seriously like, a, it's like a fraction of a lake. It is deep enough that he falls and he and his wings are completely submerged yeah. in water. I would say it's like slightly larger than swimming pool size and it, at yeah, least it's deep and, and i have to assume that it's just made of watertight trash <laughs> like, I, what the fuck how did it get here i can only assume that it was toxic runoff there's no way that I, yeah <laughs> and yeah and coming off of that scene um like uh al's character goes in he runs into this body of whatever liquid to help out birdie and he's like i'm coming for you and he's like he unhooks him from his wings and stuff. He's like, you all right? You all right? You all right? And Birdie's like, yeah, I'm good. And then we see Al start sneezing and stuff because he's getting sick from whatever the fuck they just fell into. And, like, they make a point of that when he's trying to, rev- like, rouse uh, Birdie out of his out of his stupor. He's like, like, you always let or, uh, it's like, how, how is it that I always got sick when I tried to help you and all this stuff? So, like. But that's it. it. Like, you never see him sick later or f- earlier in the film. It's just he jumps into the lake and sneezes three or four <laughs> times, and then they mention it later, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I got to – like, at first I'm like, okay, I guess he caught a cold. Maybe it was fall or winter or something. Instantaneously. But no, it's because, yeah, who knows? It's because it was toxic runoff. It had to be. Yeah. Like, hey, that is not allergies, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah uh. so as you might expect um the film continues on with stories back and forth like that um and al in you know post nom is trying to rouse birdie and is struggling kind of the whole movie with slowly 
going more and more crazy, like trying to get his friend back to normal. And you can see like he is also kind of slipping down, uh, you know, an insanity slope, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so like one of the last scenes, um, now that we've kind of gone back and forth and um, Al has been kind of losing himself, he goes in and is like, um, your mom sent through all of the baseballs that she kept. Like, if this isn't going to wake you up from this stupor, like, I don't know what will. This is the last shot. Um, and he kind of, like, sits there and delivers this, like, surprisingly kick-ass monologue about, like, the horrors of war and how it's all horseshit and I'm going crazy or maybe I'm not crazy or maybe we're all crazy. What's the point of life? Like, it was a one of those things where it's like, okay, I feel like somebody else wrote this part of the movie. Exactly, yeah. Like, he was going through, like, all I, all I ever fucking wanted to do was, like, I don't even want anything special out of life. I just want to get through it with some dignity. Like, all of my life, I was, I was so sure of myself and concerned about just being who I was and not letting anybody make me do what I want or what I didn't want to do. And he's like, but now look at us. What the fuck does it even matter anymore? Like, it was very, it was, it was actually a good monologue. Right. I was I like, where it. did this come yeah. from? This is a good monologue. Right. Um. And he's, he ends up sitting on the floor with Birdie, surrounded by baseballs, um, and Birdie speaks. And he just goes, Al, sometimes you're a real asshole, basically. Now, this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cliffhanger this for a second here, because bum, before bum. this, <laughs> um, nah, we missed something very important. Oh. Um, Did we? Really? Al- and Birdie? Important? We missed it? Something? Are you sure? Seth. Seth. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, answer is no, I'm not sure, but I'm going to bring this up anyway. <laughs> uh, he, so Al is, again, trying to wake up Birdie, and he, like, starts yelling at him and shit because, like, he's losing his mind trying to get Birdie to, you know, say anything, do anything, but... So he walks out of the room, and then Birdie's left, like, on the floor. And it cuts to him at night, and he's just, like, naked and perched on the end of his yeah. bed looking out the window. Which was weird. weird. Like, but it sets the weirdness for the flashback that happens next. Yep. Because that is where prom happened. That is where this whole thing where... Yeah, yeah. The um, final, throughout, the final straw, so to speak. Yes. Throughout these flashbacks, he had uh, bought this canary... Um, and this was after his mom tore down the aviary with the carrier pigeons and stuff. That's all over now. But he went and bought this canary from someone who was, you know, selling birds and built this like smaller aviary inside of his room. And so there's a whole like storyline with this canary, like a cat almost kills it. He buys another one for it to mate with and they have, they have chicks and all of this stuff. So he's like, he has this this aviary full of canaries in his room. Um, so he's like sitting there just staring at them because it goes through the, through this whole thing where he's watching this, the chicks hatch and goes through like a miracle of birth speech. <laughs> he's like, this is magic to watch this happen. And he actually goes and says, I don't want to do anything else now other than watch the birds. And so like, that's where boom, mm-hmm. he's, that's he's it. done. Um, so like he's sitting in his room just staring at these birds and his mom goes, Hey, 
this girl from school called about prom. If you don't get the fuck out and go to prom and do regular kid things, I'm going to get rid of these birds. So it shows him reluctantly at prom and all this happens where the uh, uh, Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones scene happens. Yeah, the double booby grab. <laughs> and so he gets home that night after prom and... Uh, There's no other way to with say his birds. this. He gets home, takes off his prom tux, gets all butt naked, crawls inside. He gets naked. Gets super naked, naked, crawls inside the aviary, <laughs> and just like, mm. Goes to sleep, because before this was a flashback where he's like, I had this crazy dream where, like, my bird and I became one, and I saw through her eyes, and I was a bird, and I was flying. And then he wakes up, like, bolt upright out of that, and you see him just casually grab a cloth behind him and reach to his crotch, because yep. he had a wet dream. Yep. Uh, but then, even worse than that, so he gets naked and he lays down in the apiary and his bird, like, flies and perches on top of him. And so he's having a good old time. Um, but the scene just ends with him going to sleep and having another one of these, like, weird symbolic dreams with a bunch of bird shadows everywhere and all this. But um, it is heavily insinuated that he did, uh, he did jizz again uh but <laughs> the next morning al walks into the room and like wakes him like, up oh hey yeah wakes him up like naked on the floor he's like oh hey, hey, hey lover boy you made it with uh like what's your face didn't you and he's and he's just like getting up and getting dressed and he's like no 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 i want all the details he sits down, <laughs> he sits down on this chair like all ready to listen and birdie's like I flew last night. He's like, oh, you flew. Like, how you flew. <laughs> I love how he yeah. delivered that line. How you flew. How you flew. He's but like, oh, yeah. <laughs> then it slowly becomes more and more apparent that he just stayed in his room alone yeah. naked with his birds. Yep. And that was the point. That, years after the whole flying things and all this, was the point where Al was like, I'm fucking sick of this and I'm leaving. And he just goes off to war. He joins the military. He's, he was super yeah. done. <laughs> He's like, man, we used to have fun. I I miss the old birdie uh, where he would sit <laughs> on my handlebars and jump off of Trash Mountain into Toxic Pond. <laughs> Back in the good old days. Now all you do well, is I mean, like, two... lay alone in your room and have sex with birds. I'm over it. Jesus Going Christ. to war. Ugh. There was even a scene like... When I say heavily insinuated, when he's laying there in his little tiny aviary with his birds, he, like, takes the one canary in his hand and, like, starts kissing it. Yeah. Like, lets it crawl over his lips and starts kissing it. It's like, it's not good. I just have, I just have written in my notes. Right here, I can show you. It just says, Jesus birdie, period. (laughs) Jesus birdie. That's all I have written there. Jesus birdie. So. But, so that happens, and then they have the whole idea of, like, Maybe the memory of these baseballs will will mm-hmm. rouse Birdie from his psychosis. So they finally get and the baseballs, and Birdie speaks, tells Al he's really fucking annoying, and he's like, "Sometimes you're really full of shit." It was a it was a callback yeah, to the yeah. previous line in the movie. Um, the doctor comes in and Birdie won't speak. Um, so Al like I actually like that. I kind of I kind of do. Um, he's like mid-sentence when the door opens um birdie just stops speaking and the doctor comes in and i was like yes we did it he's speaking finally we're not crazy like we made it and 
he's birdie just won't talk so i was like come on you motherfucker like what the hell and the doctor's like all right like clearly it's not working like you need to go and al like loses his shit attacks the doctors fights off some and orderlies see, and stuff let me tell you why i actually do like how this how this played out is because like he's sitting there and after he delivers that like surprisingly badass monologue um birdie looks up and he says you know al sometimes you're really full of shit and he's like holy shit you just spoke and then he says something else he's like He's, he's like, say something else. And he's like, Al? He's like, yes, we did it. And then he, like, stands up and he's holding Birdie. But Birdie's not really standing yeah. on his own. Like, it's not like he's out of it. He's just kind of, like, sitting there like, yeah, of course I'm talking, yada, yada, yada. And then the doctor walks in and Birdie won't speak anymore. He's like, say something. Say something, you moron. Uh, they're Like, they're going to keep you here. And so the doctor's like, all right, you have, you have nothing left to stay here for. And he walks out. And... Al goes back to Birdie. He's like, why didn't you fucking say anything? And Birdie's like, I didn't have anything to say to him. But see, I like that because it kind of leaves up to the viewer whether or not Al went crazy yeah, through all this. Yeah, that is exactly because, it. I think Al's actually also crazy now with Birdie. Yeah, because that that is very very reminiscent of like imaginary friend things yeah. where like you imagine someone talking, but as soon as someone else comes up and like the person who you imagine talking has to prove it to them. Of course they can't speak and like yeah. nothing happens. That's my but, thoughts like, exactly. You, you in your own mind justify that. And I love the, I love the way that they did that. Yeah. It's, it was very it's good. Just, and it, it, yeah. it lent like a yet another <clears throat> twist and turn to this roller coaster of a movie where like, okay, so now this is like a psychological guessing game suddenly where like now I'm supposed to question whether or not these people are crazy <laughs> in the last like five minutes of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool. I really like how the movie ended too. Um, they yeah, because like Al, because Al is not is not uh, like in this psychotic stupor. He's still uncrazy enough to do things. He like grabs Birdie's like we're the fuck out of here, and he fights off some orderlies, and uh, they run up the stairs earlier in the movie. They're like, yeah, the elevator doesn't go to the top because obviously no, that are crazy. that was a, a mention to the guy who was crazy. He's like, yeah, his elevator doesn't go all the way to the top. Like, uh, oh, that was a mention to Birdie? No, no, no. Just another um, oh. another patient. Because he's like, yeah, today's pretty oh. calm. Usually he's throwing shit. Um, I, thought it was, I thought it was a tie-in because, like, Birdie shouldn't mm. be on the roof for obvious reasons. But, yeah. like, no, they um, – so he fights off these orderlies. He has Birdie, like, on his arm, and they're running and going up the stairs to the top of the building to, you know, get away from everything. And they kick down the door to the roof, and – Al is blocking it off with these things so the orderlies who are chasing them can't get back. And while he's blocking the door off, Birdie goes and, like, stands on the edge of the roof and Mm -hmm. does the whole, like, spreads his arms and flaps him a couple times and jumps off thing. And it's this whole scene like, oh, no, it's, it's, you know, the the tanker or the, the, like, silo thing all over again. He jumped and, you know, Al goes, Birdie, no, and, like, runs and grabs him or goes to... To the ledge. Like... Like, screaming to the ledge yeah. thank you god yeah brain. go screaming to the but ledge he looks goes screaming to the ledge he's like birdie no and then he looks over and <laughs> like 10 feet down there's another patch of roof that birdie's standing on and al looks over like out of breath just in this this amazement at birdie and birdie's like what and cut the credits cut to credits <laughs> cut to credits the music being la bamba, la bamba like, of all fucking songs <laughs> Like, was this a war psychological drama, or was this a gotcha comedy? Dude, like, I have no idea. Fuck? 
If so, on I. It had Nick Cage in it. It could be either. It could. It could be anything. Um, IMDb. Uh, IMDb classifies this movie as drama, comma war, and I fully disagree. There were like two scenes with any war in it at all. Right? Come on. It was. They kind of talked about war a bit uh, after. And yeah, it was weird. Like the the whole like it didn't have to be set in Vietnam, and like there could have been a completely different reason that Al left. He didn't have to have been. Well, no, because the whole okay, no, I, I take that back. Because the whole inciting thing was like war put Birdie over the edge, and that is why he yeah. why he is the way he is. So there had to be some kind of psychotic mulligan there. Yeah. Is mulligan the right term? Yeah. Um. No. Uh. Red like, herring. The, well, no, the like the the driving force of the plot. Oh, yeah, uh, mulligan's still not the right word, but I get, you, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's, I, I'm getting my film terms mixed up. We are not experts, you know this by now. <laughs> and if you don't, uh, shame on you. You should know this by now. <laughs> Buckle up, you're in for a ride. <laughs> we have another 100 movies to do. <laughs> Seth, please do not say that number in reference to how many movies that we have left to watch with Nick Cage in them. Please, I cannot. I cannot. I hate to break it to you, Brian, but it's more than that. On that, <clears throat> on that note, <laughs> I need to go collect myself. Uh, get Birdie's baseballs. <laughs> Hold on. I don't. I. I don't like that phrase at all. Now that I've said it out loud with my mouth. No, it's it's very challenging. It's a challenging phrase. In any case, so. Birdie, um, what what would you say you gave it? What what kind of rating would you give that movie? I would give it a solid twelve out of twenty-eight. I probably wouldn't recommend it, but if someone forces you to watch it, it's not bad. It's got some comedic moments and some weird stuff. <laughs> um. I don't know. I'd go a little lower. I'd think I'd I'd probably say ten out of twenty eight. I did not enjoy it super a lot, but I mean, I watched it. Yeah. It's watchable. <laughs> did watch it. We it did is, make it all the way through to the credits. It is a movie film. Yeah, we did make it to the credits, which is why we're here and why you're here. Thank God for that. Um, would you recommend anybody watch this? What movie are we watching next? So join us next time when we're going to watch The Boy in Blue, <laughs> which is going to be a stark departure from this film because The Boy in Blue is a biopic about a Canadian uh, Olympic rower, I think. Yeah, you you weren't just pulling a biopic about a Canadian Olympic rower out of your ass when you referenced it before. <laughs> I was not. Surprise. <laughs> Talk about foreshadowing, am I right? See, now we're experts in cinema. Yeah, yeah we've made it. We're pros. All right. Stay tuned or don't. Join us next time. Be careful. Or don't. Don't do anything we wouldn't do.